Hey there, triathlete. Welcome to the Triathlete Mindset Podcast, where we explore effective training mindsets, life's challenges, and provide you with real-life strategies to help you become a stronger triathlete. Here is your host, Coach Morgan, the People's Coach. Triathlete Mindset, right? Here we go. We're gonna. This podcast is for those that want to know a way forward in their lives. And we're going to get that information from athletes just like you and me, normal people going through it, trying, doing Ironmans, doing Ultramans, doing sprints, or you're not sure what you're going to do yet. I don't know. You know what I mean? We got our man Corey here today, and we're going to talk about never giving up, right? Keep on keeping on. And he's going to, you're going to hear us a little bit about his story. And we're going to talk about what he's done to keep pressing forward to continue to be a triathlete and a great human being. What's going on, Corey? How are you doing today? Hey, doing great. Doing great. Yeah. It snowed yesterday here in Colorado. <laughs> so I woke up to a little bit of a uh, little bit of snow still, even in the middle of April, but you got to love springtime in Colorado. Yeah. I got a couple of athletes out there, man. And I remember like, what is about a month ago when I had to like the 20 inches or something crazy. It was just some crazy snowstorm that shut everything down. Yeah. Yeah. The, a nice good avalanche came down and shut down, I think I 70 and yeah, it was like uh, about a month, maybe a few, three weeks ago, a month ago. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> and you're a postal carrier, right? How did that affect your work? You know, it was kind of nice actually there for like a day or two because I had almost no volume because nothing was coming down. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but then it always, but guess what? It's got, a, it comes back. So it came back in full steam. <laughs> they got to make up for the other time. Yeah, they got to make up for what they didn't get to you before. 100%. <laughs> man, man. So how long you been a triathlete, brother? Like how long you been doing this thing? And like, why do you do it? As a triathlete myself, I did my first try when I just turned 24. It was a tiny little sprint race just north of Denver in Longmont. And I had came from running. I was a running, I came from a running background. So I was a really strong runner, but I could, I mean, my only swimming leading into that race basically had been from my guppy days at the YMCA. <laughs> and so like, I always love telling people that you can start from anything because my first triathlon, my swim was slower than my 5k run. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you got it done though, man. Yeah, I got it done. So, and then I came an official triathlete that day. So ain't nothing wrong with that, man. We all got to start somewhere and there's no end without a beginning. Right. Exactly. Right. And so <laughs> tell us a little bit more about like, why do you try? Like, what, why is it important to you? And tell me about your journey. So, like I said, I came from a running background. I've always, I'd always, I had, was really privileged to have a mom, my mom that pretty much signed me up for anything. If it was happening, she was putting my name down. So I, I grew up always playing sports, always doing this, that, and I just grew for this love of sport. And then eventually when I found running, that became my real passion to do. And, and when I started college, I sort of stepped back and sort of almost lost myself through college. And just, I, I just remembered one day watching the Kona, the Ironman on TV. And I just, one day just was in the middle of work and it hit me like, boom, like right in my chest. And I said, I wanted to do an Ironman. And I mean, literally the next day I bought a crappy little bike and signed up, like I said, for my, what would have been my first race. And I just fell in love with the sport and all that it gave me. 
of always having something to look forward to from either racing, training, and it gave me a balance that my life had always been missing. And it still does. Yeah, man. And I think that's a big thing for a lot of us. It gives us that little bit of what they, what we call uh, the medicine, the tribe medicine. <laughs> keep us like centered and keep us like keep moving in a healthy direction. And we all like struggle with something in our lives. And for triathlon, for me, it's, it's, it helps me with my anxiety and depression. It helps me with those things. And I still go through it, right? But it's always good to know that there's other people out there going through the exact same thing. And triathlon is that community that where you have that, that large amount of support that, that keeps giving you something and keeps, and then you giving back to the people around you. You're part of, uh, was it Wadi, right? Yep. Yeah. So I, um, I started out as a hit squatter. Yeah. I immediately fell in love with the Wadi, like the Wadi Inc. brand, like, and everything about it. And yeah, I came, I was always, I've got tattoos all over the place. Like, obviously I got long hair. I've got yeah. my ears pierced. Like, and I remember the first time I saw Heather race, you know, Heather, like Heather racing. And that's what sort of opened my eyes to why um, Heather Jackson. And I was like, that is the most punk rock looking kit <laughs> I, I've ever seen. And like, I felt finally that I could wear something that reflected me out on the, out while I'm training, while I'm racing, like that symbolized something of me. And I just immediately fell in love with the brand, everything, the artist. I came from, I went to art school. And so, yeah, I finally felt like I had a voice with my kit. And I fell, and then I, like I said, I joined one of their teams, and then I've been, and then now I'm on the elite squad, and just love the brand. But more importantly, what keeps me coming back to it is also the people within it, like people on this team. So many of these people are my best friends. Like I've gone to my, I've gone to my teammates' weddings. I've been there to celebrate at the birth of their child. I found the love of my life through this team from this brand. So yeah, I, you know, I'm very passionate about, <laughs> about yeah. Wadi Inc. and the team. As you should be, man. And I know there's just some other things about that you're passionate about. And that's the good thing about trial. Like there's so many things that it gives us as individuals, right? We all have our, our different things that we get from it. And then you spent some time fighting through some other things, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, I've always had this feeling of always being different, being unaccepted, and always carrying this insecurity about that. And with that came so many different things from belief in myself to body image to, and everything else. And unfortunately with like body images comes a lot of things, things that are somewhat atypical of what people tend to think about with females having body images and eating disorders. And unfortunately, like that came to me. And I've literally had every eating disorder under the sun almost. I mean, the only thing I haven't been is obese. I would obsessively count my calories. I'd weigh myself on a very extreme basis. And I've been anorexic. I've been bulimic. Like I have scars all over my wrists from trying to binge and purge food. And that was like another reason why triathlon was such a big thing for me when I found it. Because it helped give me belief in myself and my body and then what my body is capable of doing and just being okay with how I look and, you know, the food I eat. And I still struggle 
it might be something that I'll probably always live with, but I at least I handle and I maintain it in a much more healthy way that I wouldn't have before. Yeah. And so I would ask you, cause like, you know, a lot of people don't know what, you know, what that is. We could assume that people know what being bulimic is or anorexic is, but I don't want to assume that I want to make sure they understand because some people may be doing it and don't know they're doing it or maybe trying to justify it in a specific way. So I would ask you first is I know you talked about you were wearing yourself in a pretty extreme way. Like what did that look like? The first thing I would do would get up and I'd weigh myself. And then if heaven forbid that that would be one pound more than it was last night, that would for sure mean that I'm going to not eat for the rest of the day or it just would turn into then like every hour. So like I would go exercise and then immediately come back and weigh myself to see if I had lost any weight from working out, from running, whatever it was that I was doing, going to a spin class. And it just would just be this controlling or and it, this controlling thing. I just would hold out for as long as I could punishing myself or to the moment where like, or I was like around somebody to then just sort of fake my way from eating something. Like if I would go to dinner with my family or something and it would, it's pretty easy to hide eating and stuff like, and so forth. And so I would go through these long extended periods of just forcing myself to, to, to not eat. And right. to the point, it didn't matter how, how much pain my stomach was and like from not eating, I would just still force myself not to do it. And then you, you can go to a next step, which is what I took it was it got to the point where I got actually the courage enough to then start purging. So by just virtually like throwing it up some way or the other, I would go for a binge and then do whatever I had to, to purge it all for my system. And then immediately probably weigh myself after that. So like, what do you know the difference is between being bulimic and anorexic? Like, can you share that with everybody? They sort of go hand in hand to a degree. Anorexic is, you know, you just literally just, you don't eat. I used to be able to see my heart beating through. I could see my heart beating through my chest because wow. I would, I would be so emaciated. Right. And with bulimia, you know, it's just like you may be consuming calories or eating food, but if you're just going to purge it, at some point in the day, you're not really eating. And unfortunately, it starts out easy. It's, it used to be, it gets easy to start throwing up like when you first do it. And then the more and more you do it, the harder and harder it gets. And so you start going to more extreme circumstances to unfortunately purge again. Yeah. When did you realize that you had a problem? Pretty immediately. <laughs> I mean, I actually can remember being grade school when I first heard about both of these and I was like, wow, that's a good idea. <laughs> and so I, it was very apparent to me that I, I had like looking back that I've always had this issue with it. And then when it grew to an apex was for sure when it was delaying everything in my life, like yeah. it, it was controlling me. I would do it during work. I couldn't put like, I was trying to, you know, finish up my schoolwork and I would skip class so that I could try and throw up. It was hundred percent controlling me. Yeah. And yeah, it probably came to a head and apex probably in my earlier twenties, maybe 22, 23, but there's still days where, like I said, that I still feel the insecurity and this desire and I'll make offhand quotes about myself, you know, that are trying to be sarcastic 
sarcastic, but are based in a, in a value of truth still a little bit. Right. So with that, like you, as you say, you still feel that, like, how do you work through it daily? Like, how do you, like you said, you still feel it in and there's just this residual still that insecurity that you deal with. How do you work through that every day? Like, how do you keep moving and, and stay healthy now? Well, definitely exercise definitely helps give me a confidence. Just seeing that my body is strong. Like when I'm out riding my bike, going for a run, like just seeing and feeling that despite maybe what I'm thinking I'm living, despite the, the image that I think that I have of myself isn't true. And also like part of the reason why I chose, like I haven't said this yet, but like I also eat a vegan diet. Like I live a plant-based life and just knowing that I'm making healthier decisions about the food and the choices I make about what enters my body. And just knowing that I'm making better valued decisions definitely helps give me confidence and more reassurance about myself, my body image. And the fact that I'll have somebody like Aaron, my fiance, who accepts me for everything that I am and then tells, you know, and helps reassure me when like, and I'm honest with her. Like, I'm like, I tell her that I feel fat or that I, I don't look good. And she reinforces the other way. You know, she tells me why I look good. She just helps stabilizes me yeah. whenever I have my slips. Right. Would you say that you're like her or anyone like have, is a support system very encouraging and helpful when, when you're kind of when you're still dealing with these type of things and how important is it for, to have her in your life to do that? Yeah, 100%. I, I would definitely say that having somebody that's there to support you is definitely great and definitely good without question. It was so funny before I met her that like I was just this lone wolf always and never truly opening up being never like this. And she changed that. And the difference of having somebody to, to be open with that gives you love and support both conditionally and unconditionally is the most amazing thing. And for sure, like any, if you, it doesn't matter whether you're feeling like when, like if you're feeling any sort of anxiety or stress or sadness and, or just like, or just dealing with the things that I dealt with that, just having somebody always like having somebody there to just support you and love you is an amazing thing to have. It helps you fight, right? You know, we never stop fighting. It's all about not only pushing yourself, but having the right people in your circle to continue pushing you as well. They fight right alongside of you. That's where I think Awadi, your fiance, everybody you come into contact with that's helping you move forward in your life. So what like what are you doing these days? Like how's vegan life is treating you? <laughs> it's great. I mean, like uh yeah, I've been plant-based for whew, man. Yeah, I think I made the switch 100 percent about maybe five years ago. So I've been doing it for quite a while. I love it. Obviously, I did it selfishly, but like I also I live in Colorado and I love the environment and it's hard for me to separate, you know, I, I just can't look at a, a cow and not see it as like that cow could have been like, as much as I love my cats or my pets, like that cow could have been my pet. Yeah. I would have loved it the same. It's <laughs> <So. laughs> loving the world around you. Not just, you know, it, it, unconditionally. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, like, do you feel like you're healthier now? I mean, as you know, do the vegan diet, do you feel strong now? Not, not only with your body, but with your wheel itself. Is it stronger? 
Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, it was like, I could tell immediately when I chose to make the decision. Like, I think I raised my FTP on my bike within that year, that first year of doing it, it was like, I raised my FTP on my bike. I had my fastest 70.3. I qualified for world championships. I had my fastest Ironman to date, like at that time, like I saw all of these things and like that just proved to me that like I had made the right choice. And that it's still continuing to give me the the same amount of output that even though I've been doing it for as long as I have, like, I still feel like I still am feeling as, as strong as I was in the beginning and that I have. And yeah. And 100% is it, does it still continue to make me a, you know, a, a good athlete, a strong athlete? Yeah. That's what's up, man. There's people that are probably listening to this and there may be one person out there that listening to your story and knowing how far you've come, your health issues, you probably have some big scares in there and that that are hearing this and they can, they's like, man, are they talking to me or I'm going through the same stuff or what do I do next? What would you tell them if they needed your help right now? Like, how could you help them? What would you tell them their first step needs to be if they were making these unhealthy choices about their body? I would just say that first off, reflect on yourself. Ask, how are you feeling? Like, why are you making these choices? And just have the ability to forgive yourself and be open to the fact that it's okay to take the next step and move past what you're feeling, what you're doing. For me, it was turning to sport that helps turn my life around. But sometimes like it doesn't have to be just sport. Like, like there's all these outlets that you can go to truthfully, like talking to a psychologist or a psychiatrist, like just being willing to say that it's okay to open yourself up to somebody and just that it's okay to be okay. I was afraid to move on because I have lived so much of my life in sadness and turmoil and depression and anxiety that I almost, I didn't know how to to truthfully be normal, to pursue and have a normal life. And sometimes it can take one person in your life to sort of open up to like whether it's a friend or just a coworker or somebody and just, and say that what you're going through and, let that burden just release from you to just the fact that you opened up. I think that'll help a lot of people, man. We appreciate you, brother. Uh, <laughs> and the, and, I, and I, you know, I was just, you know, surfing Facebook and saw his story. He had posted one day and he kind of told us how far you've come. And I'm like, man, you got to be on here because it's all about helping each other. Right. That's what this endurance community is about. It's about having wadis, right. The zoots, like all these different places that are for different people, but it gives each person their own version of their home, their own little universe, right? And yeah. the, that support has to be throughout everyone. And it's not that we're trying to be separate. It's that just recognize that we all are different, but we all have the same struggles and we just need to have the right people in our corner to do it. Corey, I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your story, brother. And I know it will be valuable. It is valuable to a lot of people. And it just, it just reminds us like we all go through something. We are going through something, but we all going to get through it. We just have to do it for the right reasons, reflect on ourselves and just remember it's okay to not be okay. And just let somebody know, like even for me or my anxiety, like, I thought it was a weakness and then I started telling, I, I actually one day shared it with someone and it actually pushed me into the direction where I could get the help that I needed. Right. We all have that one thing in our life that we just need to open our mouths and say, I need help. Mm-hmm. So 
with that being said, remember that we're always here for you guys. If you want to be on and tell your story, just give me an email, shoot me a message, and we'll do so. And at the end of the day, remember, you are enough. You just got to believe it. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Find Coach Morgan on social media and at www.morganlattimore.com. Check back every two weeks for new and insightful episodes. Until next time, remember, you are enough. You just have to believe it.